Hi, and welcome to show number 14 of the El Capsita Travel Talk, a podcast where people share travel stories and adventures. My name is Tony Lloyd, and I am your host. Each week I sit down with travelers from different walks of life while on the road. Who are they? Where are they from? How did they decide to make this move? And most importantly, how are they doing it? For the people who've been listening so far, I want to thank you once again for your support and your comments and your feedbacks that you've been given. For the new people, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe so that you get all our updates. And please don't forget to take a look at our Facebook page where we have the written stories. And as always, if you're someone who likes to write, we're looking for people to submit some more stories. Today's show was previously recorded here at the El Capcito in Cuenca, Ecuador. In this show, we'll talk a little bit about getting out of the gringo bubble and going a little bit out of your comfort zone. So please get yourself a tea or a coffee and enjoy the show. I'm Luisa. I'm from Germany. It's a small town where I grew up. It's only 2,000 people living there. <laughs> 27 years now and I'm traveling around South America and Central America for nearly seven months. And yeah, now I'm here in Cuenca in Ecuador. Okay. Luisa, could you explain to us a little bit about what you were doing in Germany before you decided to travel? As I said, I grew up in that small town that's in the southwest of Germany. It's the Black Forest region. Okay, like the Black Forest cake. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> okay, yeah, yes. yeah, and the Cuckoo's Clock, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Cuckoo Clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cuckoo's Clan is something different. Cuckoo Clock. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess it up. Okay, exactly. <laughs> no, actually, just a sweet little clock. Nothing, okay. nothing bad. Okay. Yeah, and... I grew up in the town with my family, my three sisters and my twin brother, my parents. Oh, okay. I went to school and university in Freiburg, that's the nearest city nearby. Yeah. Okay. I did some traveling after uh, my abitur and after university, mm -hmm. but that was never as long as I plan it now. When I finished with the university, I was um, working with refugees uh, for two years. Okay. So, yeah, the boys were minors and they were coming from mostly Syria, Afghanistan um, or Somalia, Sierra Leone, um, yeah, different countries. So I worked for two years with, that, uh, with these guys and saved money like crazy. Okay. <laughs> like I really had two years where I really had to ask myself every time when I want to buy something, do I really need this or do I want to keep the money for later? So I managed to save a lot of money and uh, now I want to travel around, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point because a lot of people ask, you know, they're always asking, oh, I don't have the money to do this and you have to prioritize. If you want to travel, yeah. you have to prioritize for travel. Oh, I tell you, it was not easy. Okay. So it was uh, like I don't buy. Uh, I haven't bought new clothes in that time. Okay. When I was eating, I ate at work or maybe at mom's place. Um, I ate at home too, but I really looked how I can um, save the money in every every aspect in my life. So I, I just had my bike and a ticket for the public transport. Never had a car, um, so. That's things that for a lot of my friends is uh, something totally normal. Mm -hmm. They have their smartphone contract, they have their car, and I just really looked that I can save money to go away. 
When did the feeling start to come about? When did you know you wanted to travel out of your small town? When was your first intuition of travel? Yeah, so my sisters traveled before me, so Uh I already heard the stories from them. And then for me, it was like, sure, after my abitur, Mm -hmm. I want to go somewhere. And that was uh, for four weeks in Singapore and Malaysia. I had to say that was still a challenge for me. I was young and I was alone, far away from home. And yeah, I I enjoyed it after four weeks where I had to go home. I thought, oh no, this is not the right time to go home. Okay. Then I did it after university for four months, also in Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. other countries. And there again, I had the feeling I didn't really want to go home. You want to see more. Yeah. <laughs> So I just really enjoyed it, uh, being on my own and not really being on my own, but being far away from those who have expectations from me and I could live the day how I want to. And yeah, so at home there was certain things that happened the last few years. I somehow in the last year I had in Germany, I was somehow feeling that I'm wasting my time a little bit. Okay. That sounds so negative. I, I mean, I had a great time with <laughs> with everyone, but I didn't know where it will go. So mm. I thought, yeah, now it's the time to do it. I don't know if I keep on doing my work, which I enjoyed, but I always knew that I don't want to do that forever. Okay. Yeah, I I would be more more bonded to these responsibilities I get at home and I really felt I want to break out and I want to go (laughs) for a long time. And explore a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we make the decision to break away, we make the decision to be brave and to go and travel. But there's a lot of people who, when they're traveling, they'll go from one destination to another, staying within their safe bubble. And that's what I would like to talk about a little bit today, because I noticed when I was talking with you that I, you came across to me, at least as a person, who is willing to go and talk to the locals and willing to see a little bit more apart from the things that we do together in the Gringo Trail, we call it, or the Gringo Bubble. So that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about today. Yeah. If you could give us a little bit about what you've been doing so far in your travel. Seven months now, right? I started in Cuba. I really didn't know how it's going to be because I did traveling, like, you know, uh, going from one point to the next and mm-hmm. sitting in the bus a lot of times, but staying in the hostels, staying in the, in the gringo bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... In the first week in Cuba, I felt so good because I was traveling with two Germans and my Spanish was okay, but it was not perfect. And then there you don't have, like you have some hostels, but not a lot. You stay in casas a lot of times. After the, yeah, yeah. So you can stay with the families. Mm -hmm. That's um, the, I mean, they invite you to their home, Mm -hmm. uh, which is their private zone. And, but there it's a common thing. So... The second week, I was on my own and I had to realize, oh, I don't understand them and they don't understand me. So the second uh, week, I was feeling a little bit under pressure because I had to speak better Spanish. 
But most of the time I felt really comfortable in the houses of the people because they were so welcoming. They, even if we sometimes didn't understand each other, we could uh, communicate in another way. Mm -hmm. I felt very quick, like at home with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my first month. So then I traveled through Panama and Costa Rica, mm -hmm. where I stayed in hostels where a lot of Americans and Europeans were. But then I had the chance to be friends with a girl from Chile. In that time, I somehow also got the feeling that I meet Argentinians, people from Chile or um, Uruguay, but somehow I stay in the hotels where the Americans and the Europeans are. So I wondered, my, I wondered what, where are the South American travelers staying? Mm -hmm. Why are we traveling in the same continent and somehow we still separate? Yeah. So that's why I tried, when I had to ch the chance to chill with a, a couple from Argentina, I would chill with them and not with the Germans. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's really like, I wanted to do that, but it's also like coming a little bit out of you all the time, uh, out of yourself, you, mm -hmm. out of your com uh, comfort zone. Comfort, uh, yeah, yeah, because I meet a lot of nice Germans while traveling, for sure, but every time you come into a hostel and you meet new people, you have to step out a little bit. Just go uh, up to them, say hello, say, what is your name? And for some people, it might be harder, be hard at the beginning, but I think that's the thing why we are doing it. So. Always step out, try to get in contact with everyone around you, mm -hmm. get um, meeting people. That is what you should do. Meeting with locals and talking to locals, it showed me things that I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. I think they help you get a different perspective exactly. on what you're seeing in a city or what you're seeing in the town that you're in. Yeah, not only that, also about what I, what I want. What I want. Since I'm traveling, I realized that the plans that I, the wishes I had at home, mm -hmm. they were wishes th that I had because other people expected from me. And now I know I want to have more life experience, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, as I said before, somehow I had the feeling in Germany that I waste time, that I hesitate too much. Then I thought maybe when I go home, I want to do a master. So now I don't think I want to go home and do a master just because it's common or everyone does that in Germany. Maybe I want to learn different stuff. People that, that I met on my way, they have so much more life experience and that's what I'm searching for now. Okay, so let's, let's go back to this. You said, okay, when you're in Cuba, staying in the house of these people and then also in different parts of your travel, going out to meet the locals. Cause I think what I want to sort of focus a little bit on today's episode is how do we do this? Like, there's a lot of people who might be listening to us right now and they're saying, okay, well, how, isn't she afraid to just go into a perfect stranger's house? How do we do this? How would you say is the way to, like, do you consider yourself that brave or do you think that everyone could do this? I think everyone could do this because it's about self-confidence. Mm -hmm. You're going on the way to experience, so why hesitate? Why don't take the chance to talk uh, to people that might 
be strangers, but they might be the best people you ever meet. Mm -hmm. You never know. How do you do it? Have confidence, uh, confidence and embrace that chance, like embrace that uh, privilege, that feeling of having this self-confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, people might seem strange in the first time, but if you um, see the world like that, that most of the people just try to do their best and are positive towards you, It makes it it makes it so much easier to step out and you will see that they are so kind they are so helpful and after a short while you should not think about that anymore then I think also um, what is a big thing if you're traveling around just to see places not the people mm -hmm. you will be doing a great waterfall and then the next country you will be doing a great waterfall again mm -hmm. and you climb that mountain and this mountain but sometimes you should just stay at one place for maybe two weeks three weeks if you have enough time like me and try to get to know the people that's what I did in Jamaica I stayed three months there and at the beginning it was I mean a lot of people told me like why are you going there as a girl alone and do you even speak their language because they speak the patois english mm -hmm. it's really hard to understand <laughs> even <laughs> if you even if your english is not too bad i i consider my english not too bad no i think you speak excellent english i i arrived there and i also had the same problem as in cuba oh yeah. i don't understand a lot but i stayed three months and what helped me i did a short time or short time, it was uh, four weeks volunteering in a mm -hmm. daycare for traumatized children. Then I traveled a little bit around in the island. It's not too big, so you could do the whole island in two weeks. So the rest of my time, I stayed in one place. I had my friends there after a while. It's about having the confidence that the people will get to know you and you will get to know them, not uh, think all the time, oh, this person told me this price, he's going to rip me off. Like, if you have the feeling you get ripped off, just say, no, man, I won't do that. And <laughs> okay, just exactly. like act to them like you would do it in your own country uh -huh. and don't walk away and say, ah, the people here are so, so uh, bad to me. Mm -hmm. And if you have to the chance to stay longer and get to know the people, that's sometimes so much worth than just seeing... Um, The places and there then at the end maybe you cross the border be for one day in a city and then you can say oh I have the stamp in my passport I can tell everyone at home oh look I have I've been, been there. there and impress them with a not really interesting thing like it's just a stamp in the passport but you didn't get to know the people you didn't get to know the culture or yeah oh, okay I, I like that You know, one of the things that I've read once before and I've heard on several different occasions, you know, it talks about that 90% of the people on earth are good people. The 10% group that might fall into the gray zone, we spend so much time balancing our lives in that way. 
Would you agree with that statement that the majority of the people you have met while you're traveling are good people? 90%. <laughs> okay. It's a number. <laughs> well, we, we could change a percentage. <laughs> what percent? Like, I, would you say you've had more good experiences? Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I meet a lot of people that complain a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they would even complain about mosquitoes. And, I mean, in hot countries, there is mosquitoes. So I think I just met good people. Maybe in the first time you have prejudices. People at home would say, oh, uh, this country is uh, dangerous. Or they, they will try to rip you off and make something with you. So, of course, you have a prejudice. And to step over that is not easy sometimes. Okay. But I think, yeah... I had most of the times good experience. I'm convinced that somehow I I can attract what what I think I can attract. Okay. <laughs> so don't so think you, about you believe it. in the law of attraction? Yeah, it's the way how you look at the things also a little bit. Yeah, what you want to learn out of the bad situation. I think the positive thinking will will well, be the best way. Well, help you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for example, there is um, the platform Couchsurfing. Okay. And I see a lot of young girls that uh, do that today. And some people would might ask, before you go into someone's house, especially if it's a man, mm-hmm. tell me where you go. I want to know everything about the address and name and just to be safe. Okay. But then you go there and the people that offer the, your, their place to you also don't know you. So you, you just have to have confidence that everything is good and also present yourself in a good way so they will uh, be polite back. And I hope that if tourists come to places and they do couch surfing, that they will also uh, might come home after a day with a beer and something to cook and be as polite to their um, Their host. Their host than they expect them to be. Okay, have you used couch surfing yourself? Yeah. Okay. I did it. And yeah. what have been your experiences? Good, bad, medium? Good. Okay. Totally good. Totally yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I really had a lot of luck with my couch surfers and okay. yeah, I hope to see them again. Okay. In this months that you've been traveling, have you done a lot of couch surfing or just a little bit? Then I would say just a little bit. Okay, so you've combined maybe, it. Mm-hmm, oh, maybe 20 times. Oh, tw- <laughs> I don't think 20 is a little bit. <laughs> For most people, I think that's, yeah, 20 is a good, I think 20 is a good number. We could, we could put that in the category. I don't count it. Maybe it was a little bit okay. <laughs> too high, but I, yeah, maybe then it's medium. Okay, yeah. Well, no, we'll say 20 in, in seven months to be a, a good number. Yeah. yeah. So I think you... We could actually consider you somebody. Yeah, yeah, I do it a lot, yeah. Okay, okay. And I really have to say it was totally good every time. Okay. Yeah. You know, as you said before, I'm I'm not necessarily suggesting to people that they just go only to houses or to couchsurfing, but I think a combination of both is good. So, But I think it's important to every so often come out of that zone that comfort zone that sometimes we fall into as travelers we've you know we've made a brave decision to come traveling but sometimes we just end up falling into the bubble with the other foreigners and then we don't we spend two or three weeks in a country and then we don't actually have an experience in the country and i think couch surfing 
or staying in somebody's house is a perfect way to do that. Perfect way, yeah. Perfect. Really perfect way. It makes you come also um, to places other tourists mm -hmm. haven't been. Perfect. So maybe this is uh, for some people also a little bit uh, the exciting part about it, that you find a place for yourself and with your local friend and you're not at super touristic place. That's mm -hmm. also a really nice experience. But everyone has to find his own way. People nowadays get a lot of distractions or are maybe a little bit too lazy, but I really have to say concentrate on that chance to keep it very close to the people of the country while traveling, not only the places that you can see. Traveling makes me happy. I mean, go out of the, the old routine mm -hmm. is a fresh wind in the life is always something nice. Okay. And I believe the more you go out of that comfort zone, of that, out of that routine, your life will seem longer to you. You fill it with more life, get so many different impressions. Going to South America, where there is some cultural differences to uh, Germany, of course, <laughs> it gives you a lot. Like having a new recipe for home, you cook for your family mm -hmm. and show them here, that's what I learned. That's things that I want to show when I come home. I want to show, like, go out and travel. Mm -hmm. Share with the others. Uh, if, they, if they want, they can come and join me okay. or they do it on their own. Okay. Okay. Well, Luisa, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for joining me today. Yeah, I appreciate the chance. Thank you. Thanks for listening in, and as always, I hope you enjoyed today's show. And for the people who have not done so as of yet, please don't forget to subscribe so that you get all the updates for future shows. If you're interested in contacting Louisa, her contact information is in the podcast notes. For any comments or questions that you might have for us, please send us an email to elcapsitatraveltalks at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the Facebook page with the written stories, and for all the writers out there, we're looking for some more stories. Special thanks to Marshall Donnelly, our editor. Looking forward to seeing you here at the El Capacito in Cuenca or check out our sister location in Quito. All the best. Goodbye for now and please keep safe.